This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Hey guys, this is Karen. Uh, I believe that we're really in a unique position right now. A lot of folks may be going through a point of suffering, and sometimes during during stress and pain, you can't see the you can't see the forest for the trees. You know, you're in the middle of it. You're in the thick of it. But I need you to take a minute right now, step back, step back, step way back, and take a bird's eye view of your community, of your neighborhood. What do you need? What is needed right now in your community? A lot of folks are thinking, I want to start a business, and we always kind of go to the to the go-tos, you know. So I recently had a call on my radio show from a gentleman who wanted to start a business. It was in the entertainment field, and I, you'll hear what, what the exchange was. But I got super frustrated because we always go down these paths that, listen, Erica Badu was just online telling us that, you know, she charged a dollar for her concerts in her in her house, and people were complaining about paying a dollar. And she was like, where can you pay a dollar or two dollars to see Erica Badu perform? And people still don't want to do it. There are great performers. There are great entertainers out there who are struggling right now to, to figure out how to get people to show up for their uh, home concerts. What entertainment idea can you have that's bigger and better than Erica Badu performing in her home? I guarantee you it's not bigger or better. So I'm like, we always go to these things, restaurants. My, my dad, and, and I shared this on the show, food, clothing, and shelter. He said, if you do one of those three things, you're going to always be in business. But what he, he had a grocery store, which was very successful, but it took a toll on him. 18 hours a day for 18 years, and he held a job at the same time. He was a parole officer for 16 of those 18 years. That was a lot. Took a toll not just on his physical uh, being, but also, you know, he didn't really have a lot of time to do a lot of things in his personal life. He was rarely home. So I look at that and I'm like, we work too hard, a lot of us. We don't work smart. We need to work smarter. So my challenge to you, those of you who are entrepreneurs, don't do food. Uh, we got enough restaurants out there. I know your grandmother had a great, a bomb-ass peach cobbler recipe. It was amazing. But that doesn't mean you need to open up a restaurant because restaurants are the most the, the most vulnerable businesses. And we're seeing that. We've seen that during this pandemic that restaurants are hit exponentially harder. And unless you have a game plan for how to, to, you know, to do that virtually, which, you know, how do we eat virtually? It, it's just too much. It's work intensive. And the return is not what you think it is. So I'm saying, let's think more. What is needed? Hey, kids, school is out. I know school's out in New York for the rest of the year. But parents still may have to work. Uh, child care, hello. A child care center focused on all of the social distancing practices and cleanliness and, you know, board certified or whatever. If you're in that area, that's going to be a boom right now. Any kind of tech, you know, teaching kids online, that's going to be a boom right now. I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm not going to be doing any of these, but I need us to start to think, what is going to be needed in my community when this pandemic is over? What's necessary? So we gave this gentleman some ideas. When I say we, Drew McCaskill was on as well, uh, my co-host on this particular show, Drew McCaskill. You can follow him at Drew McCaskill. And, and he also shared a story, you know, but I need us to n not be emotional about politics and not be emotional about entrepreneurship. You go into business to make money. That's what my father always said to me. It is supply and demand. 
and you run a good business when you make more money than you spend. He never got a VC or angel investor or anything. He used his own money from his regular job to fund his grocery store that then turned into a cash cow for him. But it took 18 years for him to, maybe it took about 10 years. And in the last eight years, he was just riding it. But, you know, it took a minute and a whole lot of work and a whole lot of hours getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning not coming in until midnight for 18 years. I watched that. And I need us to, to, to think more broadly about the things we, now some of you may be willing to do that. But I think that, you know, in this tech era, in this era of the internet, there are so many possibilities. And so I need us to dream, dream bigger, take a bird's eye view. What's the world gonna look like? And how are you gonna contribute to that? So if you are an entrepreneur and you're in business, start to think about what's the need that I can fulfill. And it could be something frivolous like a damn pet rock or a Rubik's cube that came out during a recession. You can do something entertaining. And, and sometimes you don't know whether that's gonna hit. I mean, who the hell knew a pet rock was gonna take off? But start to, to imagine what the world can be like and how you can find your place in it. All right, up next is a caller that called into my radio show on Sirius XM Urban View and what transpired after that. I hope you enjoy, stay tuned. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You know I'm trying to lose some pounds. And the way I stay on track is every week at the same time I weigh in. And the WW Scales by Conair Bluetooth is one of the best scales on the market. Formerly Weight Watchers, of course, it measures not just your weight, but also your body fat percentage. This is really important. Hydration levels, muscle and bone mass, it tracks your weight loss in such a holistic manner. And if you're using Weight Watchers, or excuse me, WW, it allows you to easily set goals, track your progress, and earn badges because it's connected to the app. If you're a WW member, the scale will automatically sync your weight data with the WW app, no manual data entry required. If smart devices aren't your thing, you can still use the scale to get your body analysis measurements through the extra large digital display. And since it's a nine user memory, everybody in your family and some neighbors and relatives can also use it. It's a scale for the whole family. You can go to amazon.com, search WW scale and get your scale today. This is the top of the line WW scale from Conair. Check it out. Go to Amazon. You know, that's my spot too. WW scale by Conair. Jamal in Virginia Beach. You're on the Karen Hunter show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they finally got me on here. Do you know how long I've been waiting for y'all? Brother, well, thank you for your <laughs> fortitude and patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be on here. Thank you for uh, taking my call seriously. I, I really do appreciate the time. I know it's precious uh, invaluable to me as I see it. But uh, I, I wanted to talk about the Warren Buffett issue at first. But I, I've been listening to y'all. And I think that uh, you may be able to help me with a situation that I am facing as a black entrepreneur, which somewhat ties into that Warren Buffett situation also. I've been struggling to get my business off the ground because it takes a lot of money to get it started. So I can't get it from a bank. They won't give me an SBA loan. I don't have the collateral for it. I certainly don't know. Uh, 10 people with 800 credit scores like this, you know, the criteria for, for getting the money that I want, uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy when it comes to a loan process, which is not what I'm even exactly looking for. First and foremost, I sought uh, venture capital and I sought angel investments. And uh, my 
businesses in the field of entertainment. Okay, so I don't really want to expose. Uh, okay, so let me ask you. Of- let me ask you this, because I, I was recently. We need to start thinking differently, brother. We need to start thinking differently. I was on the phone recently. I'm building out something, and then I, I had a conversation this weekend with a city planner for one of the cities um, near me. And he said, Karen, you know what we need? And I never knew this, Drew. Ambulances don't have to come to your neighborhood. They can say, we don't service that neighborhood. Did you know that? An I ambulance, did not know that. Yes. And he said, ambulance will, will say, we don't service that neighborhood and won't come. We have in our, in our community elder people who need food delivered to them because Uber Eats and Grubhub and all those they don't come to our neighborhood. And I know this for a fact because I, I live on the border between two cities. And mm-hmm. to the left, in, in one city, I can call Uber. They won't come. To the right, another city, a block away. Uber will come to that city and not to the other city, even though they're a block away. I know for a fact I had to walk my ass up the block to catch an Uber once and give them an address in the other city because they said we don't come to that city. So imagine you're in an urban environment, you're in a black town, and this, based on zip code, they say that's not a desirable place. But you're a city with people and resources and things, and you can't get an ambulance, you can't get your elderly to get the food right now during this pandemic, the Instacarts and all of that. What is needed is what we should be thinking about in business. So you know what I did? I got off the phone and I was like, the thing that I was doing is not needed. I got on the phone with several doctors because, you know, I'm collecting doctors. Can we put together an ambulance service attached to an urgent care? Because that's the other thing they don't have. Hospitals. Now, there's funding for for hospitals or or clinics and out. You understand what I'm saying? There's government Mm -hmm. funding right now for that. If you have an ambulance that will service that community, they have money for you. So you trying to get uh, VC to do. We don't need any more entertainment. I'm sorry. I, I, I just want to just say that, and I don't want to be angry about it. I don't want to wag my finger, but I don't want to see near another entertainment whatever. We need hospitals. We need urgent cares. We need eyeglass places in our community. We need dentists. We need ambulances, and we need people who are going to deliver foods and services to our people in our community. That's what we need. We need cleaning services. That's a viable, that is a major viable. Every city in America now will be contracting people to clean their subways, to clean their offices, to clean. Cleaning is going to be at the top of the list. Come on, Drew McCaskill. That's how we should be thinking right now. Not, I got an entertainment business that I don't, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is the moment where you start to look around and say, hey, this could be my pivot. What 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 is gonna come out of it? Because the way that the way that our counterparts are thinking about this is that there's a saying in business that every out of every tragedy there's an opportunity. Out of every crisis there's an opportunity. I'm a crisis manager. I can tell you that Tylenol had a crisis that was epic, where people were putting cyanide in the bottle, and they came out of that and they thought, and they created 15 different patents that they're still making money off of today based on the bottle and bottle safety that everybody else's bottle has to put that has to put it on for safety on their bottles now, right? You got to think about that. My I'll give you a perfect example. My barber has started a um, a non-toxic steam cleaning business 
for offices because he heard somebody say that all of these companies and corporations are potentially going to stop and make people leave the building during the middle of the day and reclean the offices, right, for spaces. He was like, even if they don't do that, they're going to have to go, they're going to have to have a different level of cleaning that other people won't be able to catch up to. That there'll be, we'll just get the overflow to come in and steam clean everything out, right? We got to think about what that pivot is, is that in times like these, what do we need? Talk to the people that you know and say, what can't we get? What don't we have? What is a gap that we could fill? If you're going to be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur and think about how can I have an entire business and jump into an ecosystem that I don't need the majority for, that I can service, if I really needed to service everybody who looks like me, who lives around me, what could that be? And something that's recession-proof, that's pandemic-proof, so that next pandemic, there'll be another pandemic, there'll be another tragedy, there'll be another national, uh, unfortunately, things come in cycles and waves. Are you prepared to have, like, will we, will we need entertainment? Jamal, I'm sorry, I just had to, I had to say that. Are you still there, Jamal? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. I, what I was saying was, when it comes to what it is that I want to do, all right, first of all, you need to know that it comes from, you know, a center of passion. I've I've been, you know, a band guy. Bruh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My daddy, who I loved probably more than anybody on this earth outside of my mother, um, really talented person. He had a grocery store. You know why he had a grocery store? Because he went to business school. When he went to school, when he went to school, food, clothing, and shelter were the things that they said people will always need. So he said, I can provide food to my neighborhood. So he had a corner grocery store. And you know what? He made a whole lot of money. So we could have a passion. He wasn't passionate about groceries. <laughs> he wasn't. Pa- Are you passionate about making money, Jamal? Or do you just want to go into this business just because? I'm, I'm passionate uh, as an entrepreneur. I understand as a businessman, I understand I have to be both. If I'm going to create a business, I need to no, be passionate about it. No, actually, you don't. You don't have to, to be, be passionate. No, you but- do not have to be passionate about your business uh, in terms of what it is. You just have to be passionate about making money because that's what business is. Anything else is a hobby. You know, I'm, I'm trying to help you here because I, I see people listening, going down. I love you enough to tell you something that probably nobody else will. They'll probably say, that's a dope idea. And I only want to hear what it is. When you said entertainment, I already knew where we are right now and where we're going to be for the next 10 years. That's probably not going to sustain you and build wealth for you over the over your 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 entire life. Do you know what I'm saying, Jamal? I'm I'm telling you this in love. I, and I'm just saying that this is something that no one else is doing at all. It is a, it is of service to people. I don't have a product to sell. My service is to people. Matter of fact, it is to public service people. Okay, so I was a uh, in the Marine Corps. I was a Marine Corps bandsman, and as a bandsman. We provided services to senior enlisted people or high-ranking officers when they had a retirement ceremony or a change of command or some other periodical event or an annual event. The band provided these services for other military personnel. So what I want to do is give these same services to public service people with civilian-style bands across all 50 states where these people are awarded with accolades. The same way that military how are you making money? Are how are you awarded, making money? You know, so how, that wait, how how are you people... making Jamal? 
How are you making money? Okay. So obviously uh, the way that I would go about getting these things involves some uh, intellectual property, which I'm just not going to disclose all that. Okay. But the, no, but the, I just want to know, do, does it require people showing up? Is it a subscription model? What, how are you making money? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, of course, because of what's going on right now, uh, you know, those there are going to be some challenges about that right, right now. Right, but I've been right. trying to get this it, off. It, the- those aren't going away for another year or two. All right, I'm I'm going to let you sit on. I need you to listen back to this with an open mind and heart and ask yourself a couple of questions. Is this a business that is going to sustain me and mine beyond me being here? Because that's the other thing, you know, beyond me being here is this service going to sustain and, and you did it under a government auspices which under under a government edict which government subsidizes things all the time is this a lucrative business and if you don't know tech there should be a tech component because right now um, I think Erica Badu and Jill Scott are going to be go, doing a versus this week through 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 a program I know Erica's making money doing her concerts you know, she upped it from a dollar to two dollars where she, she can say you can pay me this money. I know Roland has a model where you pay him. Pastors now are putting up all of these things. If there's not a tech component to what you're doing, the future is going to be tech no matter what. 